Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. Welcome back to episode 288 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. And as always, I am super excited that you're tuning into our channel today. You might notice my voice is a little bit off or a lot off. I have a news for you. Someone took my virginity, my COVID virginity. So right now I'm on day five of COVID and I've been very, very sick, unfortunately. I don't know how people say like our symptoms are mild. I was in bed sweating with a headache. It was really, really tough. And all I was thinking about is, oh God, this Friday was the beginning of new season for my podcast. As many of you guys know, I record the interviews each season. So I dedicate a few weeks each month to record the 10, 12 interviews and Today would be the first day that I was doing this interviews and I had nothing on the cues and in past six years, every single week I showed up for you. I didn't want to rerun and I was so excited about our guests. I was like, no matter what, I'm going to make it happen. So again, I was very, very sick. Today, I feel a little bit better. If you guys are curious about what helped? Again, I'm not a physician, but I got a prescription for Paxlovid, which is a COVID medication that got FDA approved, I think in May. So it was the first dose that I took like last night and this morning. Helped a lot, but the side effect it is this aftertaste of, they, the physician told me you're gonna have this metallic aftertaste. I'm like, okay, how bad it could be? You know how they say like in the side effects that you're gonna have headache, you're gonna have all of these things for every single medication. I was thinking, okay, it's not a big deal. So I took it. I woke up today and it felt like someone filled my mouth with soap. <laughs> And it's not going away. So I don't have any smell or taste, but my mouth tastes like soap all the time. So if you are curious about that. Anyhow, but we are here today to learn about how to love our partners better. We just wrapped our season on how to's, like how how to have different kind of sexual experiences. And I did a survey and many of you guys wanted to know about tips and tricks that you can make your connection with your partner closer in a long-term relationship. And also the majority of you wanted to know more about ejaculation control, erectile challenges. So this is what I decided to do. I'm doing two episodes on relationship skills with some of the two of my fabulous, very skilled clinicians that I know and they're my friends. And we're going to have a month on helping you to problem solve any challenges you might have around erectile functioning. Today, our guest is Dr. Greg Matos. We're going to talk about 
how you can improve your relationship. We're going to talk about three common mistakes that people make. We're going to talk about building erotic love maps. We're going to talk about building rituals in the relationship for initiating and refusing sex. I think that's real. This is some one of the challenges that many people have. Before I tell you about our guest, I wanted to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor for this month is Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth is a premium bamboo bedding and loungewear company. I love their sheets. As I was sharing with you that since I have COVID, I've been in bed most of last five days and people talk about how their sheets get wet and uncomfortable and because the, these sheets are temperature regulated it makes me very comfortable to be in these sheets and it, it was definitely made my experience of being sick in bed significantly easier. One of the things I liked about their sheet is, is they are certified of harsh chemicals and dye and all of their products have over 10 year warranty. If you are interested to try the product, make sure you're using our promo code sexology to get 40% off. The link for the discount will be in the show notes. Our guest, as I mentioned, is Dr. Greg Matos. Dr. Greg is a board certified couples and family psychologist who served over a decade in US Marine Corps and Navy becoming a lieutenant commander. Greg was awarded the Bronze Star with Combat Valor and the Department of State's Award for Heroism. He's the author of Shattered Glass, the Story of Marine Embassy Guard. After the military, Dr. Greg began specializing in systems work and Gottman Method Couples Therapy. He founded a charity on TikTok to share science-based advice on love and life with his 40,000 audience member. You can join him for a casual chat and mindful breathing every day on TikTok. I love his TikTok. I've been part of these live morning chats. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Greg Matos. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited and honored to invite and have Dr. Greg Matos on our show. Dr. Greg is a couple and family psychologist. He has multiple training in Gottman Method and he was also, uh, he's a retired Marine. Is I know Marine are very sensitive about yeah, this term. Is the retired yeah. right? I'm not retired, no. I, I, and cheers to all of my fellow service members out there who have actually spent 20 years or 18 or 20 or 20, but no, I'm not retired. I did spend 11 years on uh, some active and some reserve time. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I I watched your videos and of course we're a friend and every time you share something about yourself, I get very surprised because then people tell me like, oh, say say something exciting about yourself. I say, oh, I like a romance novel. (laughs) But for you, it's so many different interesting stories. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I right now I'm talking to you from Fayal in the Azores, Portugal. Because I have the good fortune that, you know, my family, my mother and father's family came from these islands 
And so it was here actually that I decided to join the United States Marine Corps randomly because my prefrontal cortex wasn't fully developed. I was 18 and uh, maybe I was inspired. I don't know. There might've been some inspiration there. And uh, so, yeah, I served in the Marine Corps and I protected U.S. embassies and consulates overseas in Turkey, uh, Saudi Arabia, and India. And then I went back to Boston, became a psychologist like yourself and decided to go back on active duty. And cause you know, there's a certain kind of people I want to work with, right? You, you like to work with certain kind of people, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then I went back on active duty and ended up becoming a Lieutenant Commander in the US Navy and later got out, transitioned to the VA. And I led a mental health team in Boston at the Boston Vet Center, helping my fellow combat vets, uh, veterans out and their families, importantly, very importantly, not easy because Listen, we talk a big game about making sure that families are taken care of, military families, veterans. We talk a big game about that, but at the vet centers, which is free, it's this is VA. There's 300 vet centers all across the country. You can get free couples and sex therapy there. And if they don't, if they can't give it to you there, they'll get you somewhere. I think that's an amazing thing, by the way. Anyway, that's my story. And you can see how I am. Uh, service is at the core of my existence. And that's why I'm pitching free resources at the VA right now. <laughs> amazing. What a great and important and service because I, I have close friends that their partner served at different different organizations and they're kind of coming back, reconnecting, reconnecting sexually at times. It can be very mm-hmm. challenging. So it's wonderful Huge. to hear that VA offers that that services. Yeah, absolutely. I you know we can think about and I, I'm hoping we're going to talk about all sorts of delicious things today. But in general, we know that trauma is a big, you know, hamper on sexual energy, activity, connection, all these things. So if any of your listeners out there, you don't have to have trauma from combat, you can have trauma from a million different things we know, unfortunately. It's very important to be able to meet with somebody like like you, Dr. Nazni. I mean, first of all, like no one is going to get to meet with you anyway, because you're just, you're gold. I mean, like, who, like no, <laughs> seriously, so you're gold. Listen, I was just I, I was just making a TikTok the other day. And I was talking about this. Like, how how do you find people with the level of expertise that you have? I mean, it's it's very hard to find. But if you want to just like generic sex therapy, you can come, you know, talk to somebody like me or come to a better love project to one of our free live chats and talk about it. You gotta be able to connect. You gotta be able to connect emotionally. There's so many reasons why people aren't. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you started this organization. As a psychologist, we're thinking about, we're on kind of like a treatment path, right? We're thinking about, okay, something is wrong, like maybe kind of sex after, kind of repairing a kind of sexual encounter after trauma, or it's more about kind of like something happens and then we are helping people to get, get through it. But with your project, you teach people to love better. I, I'm kind of curious, how did you get with this, get to the kind of prevention part, like helping people to connect at its, its, as a goal? Yeah, Dr. Mowali, I think you and I see the benefit in the preventative stuff. And I think like anybody, <laughs> anybody would, like if anybody just looks at the facts and say, okay, well, if we can get ahead of a problem, if we know how to do that, mm-hmm. like how can we make that happen? And I was sitting in my, pro- so I was, running this mental health clinic with the VA, but I also had a private practice in Boston and I ended up getting level three Gottman method training with the clinical director of the Gottman Institute actually in Miami. That was an amazing training, just FYI. And I had these skills 
And I kept repeating myself over and over again, because <laughs> if you know anything about Gottman method, you know that it's very, it's very behavioral. It's very action oriented. It's very formulaic in some ways, right? We're giving people skills to be able to actually incorporate in their daily and weekly rituals, hopefully rituals of emotional connection. Maybe we'll talk about that. And I just kept repeating myself. And I'm, I'm almost certain, Dr. Nazim Moali, that in your practice, you have had that experience, that you've said something more than once. And that's why maybe, is that why you started your podcast? Yes, this is one of the reasons, but I can totally relate to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So I just was basically talking about this, some of the same things like gentle startup, like I feel about, I need a way to bring up bids for whatever, whatever we want. You know, we should ask for all the things we want. We should ask for all the things we want. All the time. There's no, there's never an end to it in a long-term relationship. This is the beauty and the challenge of it. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. yes, yes, that's the art. And I love that the Gottman, they, they teach the skills because so many people yeah. are missing the skills. So go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say that. I, I think specifically there's just these core things. The Gottmans talk about the sound relationship house theory and they, you know, break some of the stuff down and we were, we were briefly talking about this idea of erotic love maps, which I think is a super awesome improvement on love maps, by the way. <laughs> You're going to have to like, you might have to trademark that. <laughs> but anyway, love maps are one element of friendship, which is in that whole theory. But when I look at that and I say, if I want to help prevent problems, like how do I get ahead of the game? Well, let's reach out to people when they're in college or in the military when they're like eight, you know. And so my audience, I've got 40,000 followers on TikTok and elsewhere. And we've got folks who are between the age of 25 and 45, right? So we've got people in college, coming out of college. Why don't we help people figure shit out then? Like, how do we help people communicate what their core needs are? How do we help pe people set boundaries and actually demand emotional validation? Sometimes you need to do that. How do we help people share influence? How do we help people create shared meaning? These are the core elements of the Gottman's method that I, I talk about at A Better Love Project. And we're helping people. People are, they're feeling it. They're feeling it. Beautiful. I think no one teach, teach. I think at this, I can talk about myself. Like I didn't learn about these specific techniques in family of origin, right? Like your parents mm -hmm. have their own skills that they learn from their grandparents. And I think mm -hmm. if you really want to upgrade your love languages, love connection, I think it's important to cultivate these skills. Well, tell us, what do you think is the secret for having good sexual experiences in long-term relationship? I know it's, it's, I know it's a purely opinion, but I think there's so many answers to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. And I hope to give you a, an ample answer. Okay. Well, I, if I can, if I can just kind of pull back for a second and reference our previous conversation earlier or last week, I should say on TikTok live with my live audience, by the way, you were awesome. And oh, they loved thank you. you. Yeah. 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 But we were talking about like defining love, like, and we were talking about this idea of love and sex. And you had said to me, which this is what I was thinking about. So I'm just going to, can I just talk about this? Yes. This idea of long-term relationships and how, you know, so, sometimes 20 to 50% of marriages mm -hmm. said were sexless. Right. Okay. And then you were talking about this idea of love and you said that there is love in many of those relationships, right? Mm -hmm. But not sex. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, lots of love, not a lot of sex, but I just cannot in my, I cannot in my mind 
fathom a love, a romantic love, right? Because there's lots of different kind of love we can talk about, but a romantic love, I cannot fathom a romantic love that is not inspired and born from a true emotional connection, a true spark that is chemical and biological and all the other things that we know, all the beautiful things, the bonding things. And that's why when I talk about a love at a better love project, I talk about a fierce love. Because there's some fire behind that kind of love. And I think the the secret behind that is very complex, but it starts with a true emotional connection. Beautiful. And you know, when we were talking about that, that we had that TikTok conversation, you talked about best friend that you want to fuck. I was like, oh my God, that yes. is so yes. awesome. Because most people yeah. that I see, it's more about kind of a companion, the kind of companion that you're forcing sex, <laughs> right? Like yes. a yes. Nurse, yes. nurse, not in a sexy way, kind of a nurse situation yeah. that you're, you, you kind of like push yourself to have sex. I have many clients that they tell me that yeah. they'd rather go run marathon than have sex with their partner. And they truly- Oh, oh well, I thought you were partner. going in a different direction with that, by the way. <laughs> with the marathon? You know, if you're watching this right now and you <laughs> saw my hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't. I, oh, gosh, these conversations are so important. I'm so glad that you're having all these conversations. How many years have you been doing this, by the way? The podcast, six years. Yeah, mm-hmm. six years. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love okay. it. I got, a, I got a, some, some catching up to do, but, uh, but yeah, if somebody's in a relationship where they want to, what did they, what did you say? They want to run a marathon. They rather run a marathon and have sex with their partner. And when they're in my office, they say they <laughs> love their partner. So it, oh, it, that's why you say that. Yeah. That's why you say that. But okay. But let me, can we jump into that situation sure. real quick? And just to talk about this mm-hmm. is that let's just say I'm the man and that, are we, I, you're, you're working with mostly heterosexual people. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Heterosexual people my, in a long-term relationship that these are my people. Yeah. And my people at a better love project are mostly single women who are moms, but we also have a lot of couples. All of these folks who I connect with on a daily basis, talk about love are mostly heterosexual, mostly interested in a long-term monogamous relationship. But if anyone's listening to this for the last six years, you know, Dr. Nazanin is all about good sex in all the different ways. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, what were you talking about? I'm a, I went on a tangent. But we were talking about the couple that the partner would rather want to kind of run a marathon than have sex with the Oh, partner. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let me think about that. I was, I want to thank you for the reminder. I'm thinking about it from the, the guy's perspective. Let's, let's, this is a heterosexual couple. This person wants to run a marathon, which by the way, I've run two marathons. I love marathons. I wish... I may have one more marathon in me, but I'm turning 40 next year. And I think my knees are starting. But anyway, that sounds like an unpleasant thing to you, though, in this scenario. (laughs) Anyway, why? Why is the common? What's the common reason that people are saying they actually are averse to that experience, that kind of connection? Well, one of the reasons is all the challenges they have outside bedroom. When you don't like your partner, especially for female kind of a heterosexual relationship or female partner, I don't feel close to you. I don't want to have sex with you. I know some of my male clients, they they are able to compartmentalize that. But for many women, it's it's not the case. Yeah. And the other thing is- I wasn't born with that. I grew up with five. I don't know. I I mean, I'm I'm a man. I grew up with five older sisters and I, you know, but I've never, but anyway, but I guess that is a thing, right? I mean, it, it's happening in a lot of relationships. There's a disconnection between our emotional experience of each other and that part of our love and our physical, sexual, the beautiful, juicy, wonderful, messy things. Yes. And I think the other thing is not being able to talk about it. I think that's one thing that mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. That's so important. 
you like something that's completely common. No, no like most people, yeah. they What's like a common thing things. that people are liking that people are not thinking are, is, is common. Interesting. Foot fetishes. I get lots of couples right. that they kind of feel very but what is the foot fe- I mean, what it. is it? Define a foot fetish. <laughs> like, what is it that people think is weird or whatever? Well, I, I, I tell people always it's any kind of fetishes. Like the person sees the magic in something that someone else doesn't mm-hmm. see in it. So it's not yeah. like bad about it. I think like, it's it's great additional thing yeah. for your sex life yeah but people yeah. kind of scared that oh my god i'm perverted if i say that to my partner uh, they yeah. will judge me so there's just so many layers to it which mm. makes it hard for people to have amazing sex yeah. can i yeah in a fierce healthy love the kind of love that i talk about at a better love project and i invite all your listeners to come visit us there on tiktok anytime yes. any, any day of the week but anyway, you know, fierce, passionate love is a love that's has romance and intimacy and closeness, emotional closeness. So like if from that place, there's emotional attunement and there's a desire. I mean, you just want to touch each other. You just, you can't, I mean, I'm not trying to paint a picture of unicorn, a unicorn or unicorns. I don't want to paint that picture because you said this on the TikTok live the other day. You said, yeah, you can have all these other things and you can still it can not go work out sexually. You know what I mean? And that's true. But I think there's a lot of good news out there. People go see people like you, Dr. Nazanin and others, you know, when they're just nervous about being themselves or just talking about the things that bring them joy, like, you know, I don't know, sucking on a toe. What, what is it? What do they want to do? What do they just want to, what do they want to do with the foot? <laughs> so many different things like worship it, suck it. Like, I don't know, play with it, yeah. masturbate to it. Like there's a uh, galaxy of options, yeah. but yeah, I don't. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. And again, it could be a kind of additional, interesting kind of twist to the sex life that you have. If you are open to that, of course, you're, you're, you don't have to force yourself or you should never force no. yourself to do something that you don't want to do. Of course, but of course, a little bit of curiosity can go a long way. But I think kind of like this, this fear of like I'm gonna get judged can get in the way. By who though? By themselves or their or families or their own partner? Like I don't know. Are they can they not be vulnerable with their partner? All of that. I'm sure you saw yeah. it in your practice as well. That I have people that are in the in the moment they had this really bad reaction, negative reaction when the partner disclosed mm. something, yeah. or it comes from the culture that this is something horrible and you should not be interested in this. So you already have this internalized shame. You want to talk about it with your partner. They have a reaction. So it can be very complicated as, as you, as you know. Yeah. Well, that's why I think no sex therapy is done without couples therapy, but unfortunately a lot of couples therapy across our country is done without sex therapy. I don't, I hope you're, I bet your listeners know what I'm talking about, but it's just basically like, it's all connected. You got to be able to address these things. You got to be able, and it's tough because Dr. Nazanin, I, I, you know, I've, worked with couples where I've done like amazing work with them. And then we get to the last part of the treatment plan. And I'm like, okay, I remember we wanted to talk about sex. I'm like, ah, I think we're, we're good there. We're good, Dr. Greg. <laughs> and I'm like, what? We just did all these other things. Don't you trust me? Can't we do it? No, they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they so don't want to do it? That. I don't know. I mean, I, I question that. I question that often. Partly, I think, you know, I talked, I talk about my level of competence all the time because in a world full of narcissists, there doesn't need to be one more. Okay. I know my limitations. So I know what I know about it, sex and, and sexual development and sensate focus. I can help people through that stuff. And I can, you know, and actually there's an amazing app on the Gottman's developed, mm. uh, the uh, Gottman card deck where they're, and they have a, it, all this is free by the way. And it's, there's a salsa card deck. 
nice. which maybe we could talk about later in the episode if we have time. But bottom line is you got to go see people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. And your clients are so lucky to have you to be able to guide them through this journey of kind of connecting. Because as you said, attunement, connection, I think it's it's the most difficult part of things, right? Anyone can learn sexual skills, but kind of yeah. if you don't like the person, your <laughs> the willingness will, will not be there. Well, I know before we started recording, we talked about yeah. that we wanted to I talk about erotic love maps. So how can you build yes. that? Tell us more about that. Yeah. So let me just talk about love maps really quick for your audience who may not be familiar with Gottman method, which is an evidence-based modality. It's a great method. It's not the only method, but it is a good method that works well. And love maps is our, by the way, we start building love maps the moment we set eyes on hopefully the gorgeous person that we're falling in love with. And how does that begin? It begins on the first date, right? When all that magic is happening, we hope. Sometimes not, you know, sometimes we have to go on a lot of first dates. But when that begins, those first date in those that dating process, we're learning about our partner. Where'd you grow up? What's your religion? What is that? And we're pulling all these pieces of our partner's internal world and internalizing it into our own world. So now they're a part of us in a way. That's, that's part of the reason why when we break up, it hurts because people become a part of our minds in a way through our love maps. But if you start and people start relationships all different ways, you know what I mean? Some start as friends. I would like you, I would like your listeners to start as friends who want to fuck each other. That's the combination we're looking for. And as your friends learning, and because what do you do with friends? You hang out, you have fun, and you get to know each other. And you talk about other people, you talk about your sexual situation, whatever you're talking about with friends. Well, you get to do that with your romantic partner as you get to know them. And whenever you decide to start sexual intimacy and whatever that looks like for you, I think you suggested there's some pacing there, Dr. Nazanin, that you were talking about on the TikTok live last week. I'm always curious about pacing because I just want to advise my clients correctly or, or accurately on this, particularly my male clients. But I often think that it's probably, you know, particularly for middle-aged people and, you know, I'm middle-aged. Cheers to the middle-aged people who are listening to this podcast right now. I think probably we're mature enough that in a first or second date, we can be playful and talk about the kind of existence that we want to have, whatever, in a playful way. What percentage of people do you think pull that off well on a first date? I, 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 want, to, I want to nail you down on a percentage here because <laughs> I was suggesting to you when we were talking about this last, that it's hard to pull off a lot of like the more complex conversations about sex or preference or whatever for somebody who's not as comfortable talking to sex like you or other professionals. But, uh, but that's like a good place to start building these erotic love maps is just from talking, you know, just actually talking about good times, whatever you suggest very explicit questions, I think, right. You were mm-hmm. uh, about, yeah. Can you say more about some of that as well? Just, I, I want to hear more of your thoughts about some of those, like just kind of direct questions that were when you're building these love maps, these erotic love maps. Well, I, I tend to be more direct. I know I shared with you yeah. last time. You yeah. said like how many you ask, how many people are comfortable about that. I'm yeah. surrounded with psychologists, therapists. So we talk about this thing very smoothly, yeah. but I have friends that they're not in the field and they feel like, oh, well, how, how can we talk about it? For different ways you can bring it up. You can like, whenever you want to have sex, you can tell the person that, you know, I I find you very attractive. What are you into? What are some of the things that you're interested in? And kind of like open-ended question about interested in 
kind of yeah, like yeah. generally and then kind of test that what's what's happening and they can yeah. if if you o- find o- lots open of the door of the conversation right open the door to conversation and see if they're passionate about conversation and then you can ask like what about in the bedroom are there things yeah. that you're interested in you're not interested in I tell my client that the, the king, they have kinks and fetishes that are non-negotiable. Like they must have it yeah, in the just bedroom. Put it on the table. Right. Just put it down right there. First right date. There. Here it is. Not, not first date, but I would say like third date, like before you third want to date. have okay. sex. Okay. Well, this is, this, no, this is what I'm trying to nail you down on a, on, a, on a particular pacing because the pacing is a huge question for clients that I, I get. Mm-hmm. Single clients who come to see me and I help them with their hinge profiles or whatever else I'm doing with that to help them out with dating and other things. We talk about pacing because men fucking suck at pacing. I don't, I don't know. Do you think that's a reasonable statement? Well, I feel they're nervous about it and they just go for it. Oh. <laughs> that's their approach for life. Yeah. If you're nervous for something, just go for it. And sometimes people don't talk about it. And in the bedroom, yeah. they, they like you have many of clients that they say, my husband, my husband, my partner started choking me in the, in the middle of sex yeah, yeah. without like, hey, asking, right. right. Is this yeah, something yeah, that yeah. I want or not? And I think with pacing, one thing that's important is to, it's, you're reading the cues, right? You're asking the person, okay, what are you interested in? They're telling you about mm-hmm. like, I like hiking, skiing, whatever they like. And yeah. then they you ask, and then you ask about bedroom, right? And they say, oh, I'm interested in bondage and start talking about things. And you say, okay, maybe they're interested or they shut down. That's your it's not going to be a second date or I'm sorry, a fourth date there. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing is so important, but most people are having sex earlier on. I would say, I don't know. That's basically what I'm hearing and seeing in first dates, second dates, third dates, first sexual encounter encounters with people. So yeah, talk about it. Talk about all the things you want to talk about before you fuck somebody you want to fuck. Okay. Mm. And as long as it's consensual and everyone is attuned, attunement is the key because the great, and probably the first time you have sex is not the the best time actually. And that's why long-term relationships are amazing Mm -hmm. because you just get to hang out with the person and learn their bodies and learn about all their pleasures. And then you just know all the good things that you're not going to know on a first date, but you will, if you've been married to somebody for 20 years. (laughs) Absolutely. And I want to comment that if they shut down, if you're talking yeah. about sex, it doesn't mean that they cannot be a great partner, but it's your yeah. cue to pull back. And, and you know, sometimes people do these sexy games that there are lists of yes, no, maybe that they can kind of do together and on dates or kind of like play this play for their number of sex games that you can do and yeah. you can learn about the partner and what they like and what don't they like. And you can see if they're sexually compatible, because if the person is not sexually compatible, then if sex is important for you, maybe this is not the right relationship. No, uh, it's but- not. It's definitely not going to be the right relationship. Yes. Yes. Well, tell us about, I know Godmans are big on ritual. So how can yeah. our listeners devise rituals for initiating and refusing sex? First of all, I was just pulling up. Uh, I was listening to you. I listened to every word you said. But I'm, I was pulling up the Gottman card deck uh, because I just wanted to show your viewers real quick what it looks like. And there's the sex questions here. Oh, they do have so, a sex question. Yeah. And so, this, and I bring it up because it's kind of yeah. related to what you're talking about, the games. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So then this says, the more you know about your partner sexually, the better lover you'll be and the better sex you'll have. Sex questions. How do you define sex? I mean, simple shit. How important <laughs> is it? No, this one's a, no, this one's a fucking important one. 
how important is it for you to have an orgasm when we have sex? Right. I mean, if I want to have an orgasm every time or <laughs> you want to have this conversation anyway, but I wouldn't pull that one out on the third date, ladies and gentlemen, this card deck was designed for married couples, basically, I would say. <laughs> I think, but in a dating situation, I yeah. think one, one thing you want to talk about is SDIs and prevention. Mm-hmm. Like you have no mm-hmm. idea how many clients I have that there are like, recently divorced they're having sex i said i was just mm-hmm. so embarrassed to talk about do you have a condom i was like come on <laughs> that yeah. is so well, important yeah start yeah. with the con start with the condom start right the condom. right yes. right so it's these are tough conversation as you said i think it requires some practicing and kind of like thinking ahead what are some of the questions i i must ask before i'm having sex and what are some of the questions maybe it's for the Second or third times you were planning to have sex. Yeah. And all of these questions, by the way, just to get back to your original phenomenal idea of erotic love maps, trademark Dr. Nazim Mowali. Uh, it's not my <laughs> idea, but okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Is it not? No, it no. Not? I, I've seen it it's around. Not... Oh, okay. Shit. I haven't. <laughs> anyway, I like the idea. Whoever came up with it. Erotic love maps. All these questions build those love maps, which end up leading to us having relaxed playful or whatever kind of sex you want to have better. So you're, you're saying that part of it is understanding your partner and kind of like learning more about that. And that's how you build that erotic kind of love map. Yeah. I mean, a fierce, healthy love is love between two people who legit want to know each other's deepest desires, pleasures, and dreams and fears and worries and concerns and all those things and stay emotionally connected to that in a consistent, secure way every day, every week for decades. (laughs) And you're going to fuck up. You're going to mess up. And that's why the Gottmans have designed a specific conversation called the aftermath of regrettable incident or fight, which you can use to repair. But yeah, it's, it's all part of the, it's all part of the equation of maintaining a that intimacy, that sexual intimacy that, again, for me, cannot be divorced from a romantic love. Well, you used the term attunement a few times. Of course, like as a therapist, we know about attunement, but tell us more about that for our listeners that they don't know what attunement means. Yeah. So I'll describe the original and see, and you'll probably recognize this, but the original, you know, the Gottmans are just observing couples interacting with each other and behaviorally measuring things and all sorts of coding going on. And they're watching couples. I'm going to give you an example of an effective response to a bid. And that's basically what we're talking about. Because all day long, bids, 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 all day long. If you have a phone and your wife has texted you, you've gotten a bid or vice versa or whatever. So there's bids happening all the time. Our responsivity to that bid is what is going to give us the magic that we're looking for. So we can actually like the person and not want to run marathons when we don't like marathons. And so the, in this example, you got a couple sitting on a couch and they're using newspapers, but I'll use a phone just because sometimes, you know, we read on our phone. So if I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, let's say, and something I read on the newspaper, uh, the news comes out and I, I turn, I'm like, oh my God, did you see this? And she turns to me like, oh my God, what? (laughs) That would be an effective response to the bid because it approximated the energy of my bid for attention. And sexual bids are the same thing. And and Dr. Nazanin Moali knows all about this, but because she is a certified sex therapist and you should reach out to her if you need help and listen to this podcast anytime it comes out. But attunement sexually is physical, emotional, and if you believe in spiritual, spiritual connection. And 
And every point of connection that you make there in this fierce, healthy love that I talk about at Better Love Project, you're able to enhance your, the immersive experience of the sexual experience. Now, some people don't like sex like that. I get it. That's the kind of sex I like. And most of my clients like is an immersive experience where you kind of just get lost in it because it's so good. So that's the kind of, and I got off the tangent, but basically getting back to the bits <laughs> to, to effectively respond to bids is to be emotionally attuned. And the masters at long-term relationships respond effectively to 80% of their partner's bids. The masters, many of your listeners are not in relationships with the masters. Some of your listeners may be in relationship with toxic people, but at a better love project, we talk about the masters, the people who are really rocking, fuck. they're rocking out at life. You know what I mean? They're having amazing sex and freedom. They love the people they're with and they're pain sometimes and we don't like them and we get into fights and we have to repair and all the things, but that is two people going through life together. Yeah. And we're helping people do that better. What a beautiful explanation. And perhaps I wonder our listeners, they think about that is something that you're born with, like attunement, uh, with, with your partner. But I remember many mm. years ago, I went to this Gottman's training and there was a conference, Evolution of Psychotherapy. And he was talking about how he was divorced multiple times. So he wasn't actually great at this. This is something that he learned. So, and he created this so we all can learn it. I guess I hope so. Is that something that we all can learn? Absolutely, 100%. And John and Julie Gottman actually believe in the democratization of their research and work. And that's why I appreciate that they, that is the legacy of their love, by the way. That is Aww. the legacy of their love. I think what a great love story that is. Mm -hmm. To have trained me and all these other people in this method that helps people actually love each other better and have better sex. What was the question? What was the original question? You <laughs> did, I, did I answer the question? Yes, yes. I, I love all of these additions to the question. This is our last question. And I want to kind of like quickly talk about ritual because I know in Godman's rituals are huge. Tell us how can people devise rituals for initiating and refusing sex? Yeah, initiating and refusing sex, both important things. First of all, initiate clearly. And any, any of your rituals, by the way, initiate clearly and refuse gently. I think that's what the Godman's might say about that in terms of their language. I would just give it, if most of your listeners are married and long-term relationships, I would just give your, everybody, you know, let's give the team a win by actually just setting a time, a day aside or a night aside for a date. Now we've set aside this time where, you know, when I'm there, I'm with you. Like I am focused on you. You have all of my attention and uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. We have fun, you know, do whatever. And then we know because we, because this Ritual of emotional connection, which is a weekly date night, the Gottman suggests that, or date lunch or date picnic or date a million other things you can do with your spouse or loved one. Now you're in a space where, okay, we may actually now initiate sex, but actually being in that, that space conducive to sex in a routine manner is so, so important, right? So beyond scheduling sex, beyond that, schedule the time to emotionally connect in a way that you will have fun sex. <laughs> I think that's my answer to your question. Amazing. I love the kind of like initiate clearly part as well, because sometimes we kind of ask, but we don't want to ask and our partner is not yeah. missing, missing it. So that's not helpful. I have millions of other questions, but I also know that you have this 
wonderful channels and organization that you give free yeah. advice. Like I haven't seen anyone yeah. <laughs> giving this many free advice. Usually the idea is yeah. like you give like 10% and people come by right. the dress of 90%. So tell us yeah. how can people get a hold of you? How can they get access to these trainings that you offer? Yeah, I would love folks to just come hang out with me. I, I do a casual science-based chat about love on TikTok at a Better Love Project. And so if folks just want to come hang out and chat about love and Obviously, there's maybe 40 or 50 other people there, at least, if not 100. And we're reaching lots of people. But come to TikTok. That's where I am. And now my creative team, we've got some interns coming on now. And so things are looking up. We're helping a lot of people. Awesome. Awesome. So the link to Dr. Greg's TikTok going to be on the show notes. His organization going to be on the show notes. Donate if you can. And thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Dr. Nazanin, this was a true honor. I, I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's always a treat to have Dr. Greg on our show. I was talking to him last week and I just, you can totally see his passion for bringing more love to world. He came to one of the networking events I coordinate with my colleagues. I'm, I'm part of the Los Angeles County Psychological Association Board. And we're talking about what we're doing. People saying that we, we are specialized in domestic violence and trauma. And he said that my specialty is helping people to have better love. And then there was a pause. And people say, oh, better love for people who are from domestic violence, better love for people who are coming from an abuse background. And he was laughing, saying, no, just better love. And I think it's so awesome that he wants us to have the skills and strategies to be able to love deeper and, as, as he put it, have a fierce connection with our partner. At the end, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Cozy Earth. I've been wearing their PJ in past five days since I'm in bed all the time. And as, as you probably heard, sometimes when you have, you get COVID, you get a skin sensitivity. And their PJ has been the only thing I've been wearing because it's just so soft. And it's whenever you wash it, it looks great. Like it, the color doesn't fade. And I encourage you to make sure that you get yourself their sheet and PJ if you value your sleep and you value your comfort. I love their product. If you want to use our promo code, which is sexology, you get 40% off. The link is in the show notes. And if you want to show us love and show us that you care for this podcast, if you have two minutes, please make sure and write us a review on our iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It will give us a lots of encouragement and it will help us to reach a broader audience. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.